to NEMACast, the podcast channel of the electro industry. I'm Christine Kugel. Today we're covering the new Class N pathway that appears in the 2016 edition of NFPA 72 and its importance in the convergence of building systems for designers, installers, code officials, owners, and users of fire and life safety systems. To explain this NEMA program, I have with me Denise Pappas, who is the Executive Director of Technical Standards at Valcom and Chair of the NEMA 3SB Communications Committee and the NEMA 3SB Systems Committee. Welcome back, Denise. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, thank you. It's great to be back. So why is it important for our listeners to learn about Class N? Well, it's actually a new pathway, and as the fire and life safety industry is constantly changing, advancing with emerging technologies and new code and standard developments, it's imperative that our listeners understand the importance of utilizing this new Class N pathway as a viable option, how it came about, and how it can be used in the overall scheme of fire alarm and emergency communication systems. How did the Class N pathway come into existence? Well, it's something that became more of a necessity because as the need for mass notification grew along with building system convergence, NFPA committees struggled with how to include Ethernet as a viable pathway option, mostly due to their concerns with reliability and survivability of this type of pathway. So NFPA formed a correlating committee task group to develop a way to use Ethernet. Due to their efforts, the new pathway designation of Class N was introduced into the 2016 code. With this new Class N, what types of opportunities does this bring? It really opens up the opportunity to safely and reliably use modem network architectures for fire alarm systems and offers a way to converge mass notification systems with fire alarm systems to form a comprehensive emergency communication system. What exactly constitutes a Class N pathway? Well, there's lots of things that include. I'm going to just highlight that the pathway includes, for a Class N, two or more pathways where operational capability of the primary pathway and a redundant pathway to each device is verified through end-to-end communication. Also, a trouble signal shall be enunciated when there is a loss of communications between endpoints or when the system's minimal operational requirements cannot be met. Primary and redundant pathways cannot share traffic over the same physical segment unless you have clearance from the authority having jurisdiction, a god or AHJ in the fire alarm world as they're viewed, and approved through the risk analysis. And finally, a single open, ground, short, or combination of faults on one pathway shall not affect any other pathway. How are the network infrastructure components defined by NFPA? Well, this is really an important question because the network infrastructure, that is, those components that make up the Class N network, are not defined as devices by NFPA. They are considered transport equipment. For example, the switches, the routers, the hubs, and do not require the specific supervision required for Class N endpoint devices. General supervision is provided as they are part of the end-to-end supervision to the Class N endpoint devices. What about backup power? Oh my gosh. Backup power is always required for Class N network transport equipment used for life safety. And redundancy? Redundancy. We in the fire alarm world love redundancy. So if an endpoint services more than one device or appliance downstream, it's required to have a redundant pathway. However, a redundant pathway is not required where a Class N endpoint device encompasses only one device or appliance. So, for instance, if you're going into just one classroom with one smoke detector, let's say, it doesn't require a redundant pathway. 
Another exception is redundant pathways are not required inside an enclosure or raceway within 20 feet in the same room. Are there any other considerations for Class N? Well, of course. <laughs> other considerations for Class N pathways are physical separation of the redundant pathways and pathway survivability levels. Class N does not require physical separation of redundant pathways, but local codes, design specification, or the almighty AHJ may require it. Requirements are typically agreed upon by the design professional and the AHJ for the specific project, and we would recommend to engage the AHJ early on in the development stages. So as the convergence of technology continues, Class N pathway designations will continue to evolve over the next several code cycles. I would like to say that they should always consult your local AHJ and system designer when implementing any fire alarm system or mass notification system or emergency communication system. So, for our listeners who want more information on Class N, where can they go for that? Well, if you're looking for more information, one of the first places you should look is the NFPA 72 Chapter 12, Circuits and Pathways. Additionally, consult with your AHJ and state regulations. Denise, thank you so much for joining us today and discussing the Class N Pathway. Stay tuned for future podcasts, including our next 3SB section podcast, and visit podcast.nema.org to listen to the previously recorded sessions. For NEMAcast, I'm Christine Kugel.